everybody it's voyage to first vintage <laughs> we are your lovely hosts that's james that's james <laughs> and i'm danielle and uh today we are sitting down with marcy of marcelay vineyards is that did i pronounce that correctly yeah. perfect yeah, that's right marcelay okay right. <laughs> uh marcy can you introduce your vineyard and tell us, you know, where you started from and tell us all about your, your journey? Okay. So, um, I own a, uh, winery and mostly a vineyard with my family and it's called Marcelet Vineyards. And then just a couple years ago, we decided to start a micro winery. Um, my dad went to, the home winemaker program um, at UC Davis back in the 60s. Awesome. And I went through the um, wine education and management program at UCLA Mm -hmm. um, just a few years ago. And so my parents were just like, you know, we're kind of getting tired and we need help. Would you be interested in taking this over with your siblings? And uh, I was like, yeah. Who gets that opportunity? Yeah. Here, have a vineyard that's already mature. <laughs> right, yeah. That's extremely fortuitous. Yeah. yeah, super lucky. So I, I'm kind of talking my family into doing a small micro winery, which is what it's called in our county. And the mm-hmm. specifications, I think, are different everywhere. But for us, um, we can't do more than 12,000 cases. Oh, wow. 1,200 cases. No, 1,200 cases. Okay. Which is fine because we never actually come close to it anyway. (laughs) And we only use estate grapes and um, we do all the farming by ourselves. And yeah, I mean, it's constantly changing, Um, you know, vineyard practices. As we learn more, we we do a lot of stuff that's considered organic and Mm -hmm. We're headed in that direction. We would love to be biodynamic, but that's years away. And yeah, I mean, that's it's awesome. just a process that keeps on changing every year for sure. This yeah. year we have the most wine that we've ever had. Uh, we will have, uh, I think, 300 cases altogether. Oh, wow. All right. And I know, it's shocking. I was just <laughs> actually writing up the tasting notes for them to put on the website. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> We're going to have amazing. a bunch of wine. I'm going to have to sell it now. <laughs> yes. And uh, where are you selling your wine right now? Where can people find so it? We, Sorry. Yeah. So we only um, – my licensing is for online sales. So okay. you can go to marcelay.com, M-A-R-C-E-L-A-I-S.com, and buy wine there, and we can ship it out to you. Um or I can also sell it wholesale to uh, restaurants and wine bars and stuff like that, which I have a few friends of wine bars. Um, mm-hmm. But we already ran out of last year's wine, so this one is just kind of getting going. All right. Awesome. So I'm just going to be out there hustling it. Yeah, that's right. You know? So what everybody needs to know is get it quick before it's gone. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just looking at it. I think we have the Petit Verdot. We only have 26 cases of it, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and so that's going to go really quick. We have a Cabernet Sauvignon Rosé, which is super interesting. Ooh. It's um, made with a clone called Clone 6, which I'm not sure if you know about that clone. I don't. Mm-hmm. I haven't heard but of it. But yeah, it's a really cool cams. clone, and when you look at the grapes from the vineyard 
perspective or just from a grape perspective, they're really loose. They're not like a tight bunch. It's Mm -hmm. like, like loose knitting or loose crocheting, you know? Yeah. Um, But they're very, very flavorful, flavorful. And uh, they're just, it's, it's a beautiful wine. And we made a rosé out of it. So I'm super excited about that wine. Mm-hmm. But we only have 30 cases of it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so well, I'm good. just like, Keep get on it wanting more. quick. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to jump on that too. And, and when do those go on sale? Uh, we should. I have a few things at the, we're working on the website. Just a couple more minor things. I would say we will be live with it by the end of next week. Perfect. Wow. That'll be so. So that's great. what I'm hoping for. I have you know, just a few more things to do. We had a problem with our wine club, <laughs> like all the tech yeah. stuff mm-hmm. is really hard and complicated and I don't get it. So I just hire people, but <laughs> you know, that's the way to do it. <laughs> I feel like if yeah, you can't like, figure it out yourself, you know, it's bring just in the professionals. Yeah. Bring in the professionals for sure. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm not going to try to do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for <laughs> our listeners that are listening it's, to this on Monday, the, uh, the 18th, oh, right. Um, so okay. by the end of next week will be the 29th. So that's when, yes, I, w- I would say by the 29th, you can get everything on marcelay.com. Awesome. And, um, yeah, and we are on Instagram, Marcelay. There's also an Instagram for our vineyard, which my nieces run and oh. they are hilarious and <laughs> always doing really funny stuff out in the vineyard. Yeah. So we have you know, the winery and also the vineyard, different Instagrams. And um, we have a Facebook account too. And you can access the website from any of those. But um, yeah, I mean, that's, that's what the story is. My parents are still living on the property. And, you know, I just popped in today, tasted a couple wines, (laughs) without did some thinning. (laughs) Here you go. (laughs) Living your best life. That sounds like the dream. It really is. It's That's pretty great, yeah. I have to say. <laughs> yeah, and it really sounds like your vineyard is truly a family-run vineyard. Like you have mm-hmm. nieces and nephews and your dad and you, your siblings, yes. all working together on this. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, so my, my sister is just a powerhouse, and she has four kids, and they are all uh, early, early 20s and late teens, mm-hmm. and they're just, work I mean it's pretty intense you know because we do a lot of um, you know digging and moving of mulch piles we're mulching mm-hmm. we're doing cover crops we're doing all of that stuff is done by hand so wow, it's like <laughs> a tractor moving piles of mulch and then mm-hmm. you take you know shovels and put it around the grapes mm-hmm. to That's keep the insane. weeds out <laughs> That so is insane. that all happens by hand. Do you have any vineyard right questions there, James? Um, huh? Not at the moment. <laughs> oh, our vineyard <laughs> guy, James. I was asking him if he had any, any vineyard questions for you. Um, I'm sure oh, I'll come yeah. up with a few. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, ask, ask away. Yeah. I mean, uh, my, my daughters are younger, so they're in their uh, tweens, you know, a, a mm-hmm. young teen and a tween. And so yeah. they do suckering because they're closer to the ground. <laughs> so we just move yeah. along and the young ones are in the that. front doing the suckering. Mm-hmm. And then, the, you know, 
we're just talking about movies, Korean dramas, you know, songs. We always have music playing out there. Everybody's singing. I mean, it's, it's actually fun for how much work it is, but you know, you work on a vineyard, you understand, you know what goes on. Yeah. (laughs) There's there's a lot of just chit chat and it helps the time go by faster. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's what I want. Yeah, it really does. That's what I want in our future vineyard. I want us to, you know, have friends and family over, do a little bit of work, and then, you know, have like a big potluck or something to end the day or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens literally all the time. That's amazing. It, I mean, that's like a normal occurrence. That's we put so uh, folding like card tables out in the vineyard and just eat dinner out there, and everybody brings something. Oh my gosh! We usually have like a chili cookoff um, <laughs> once a year when. When everybody who kind of helps in the vineyard just brings a chili, That's I awesome. tried to make it um, like there's a winner and a, you know, but my mom said, we can't do that. Everybody's a winner. I'm like, okay. <laughs> I thought it was Aww. a cook-off. Yeah, <laughs> like, right. It's a contest. There's got to be a winner. <laughs> there's got to be a winner. <laughs> I know. Come on, mom. But she's like, no, let's not do that. Let's not make people feel weird. I'm like. Okay. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's a normal thing that happens. We, we live, you know, in the vineyard a lot, just Mm -hmm. doing stuff and hanging out and tasting. And, you know, it's, it's definitely a family affair. And I, I wouldn't be able to like the wine part and the wine selling and the presentation and talking to people and, you know, all that stuff is my job, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't be able to do anything any of it without my family completely behind me pushing me and doing all the heavy lifting that they do yeah. you know that's so sweet it's kind of somebody to keep <laughs> you accountable too keep yeah. you moving yeah i mean sometimes we all take turns just being overwhelmed and scared and is this the right thing and should we be doing this and why you know why do we think we can do it and then the other person will come in and be like why not us yeah like yeah yeah why not us? <laughs> danielle keeps telling me stupider people than us have done it yeah that's her reassurance that's whenever what we I start questioning too. i'm like they did it we can do it that's yeah. right but there are times when you know it gets it gets crazy there's just so much to do and you're like mm-hmm. how are we gonna do this yeah but you just keep doing it and how long have you guys been producing wine um your, yourself as marseille vineyards Okay, so this um, this will be our second year selling wine, although last mm-hmm. year I only had 40 cases of Sauvignon Blanc for sale. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, the year before, or 2017, I had some wine made, but it took a really long time to get it. Like, I'm just getting it now. It's okay. going to get bottled in the next couple of weeks mm-hmm. from um, a, a different custom crush facility. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. It just, I don't know what the holdup was, but that's, that's happening now too. So I will have some Cab Franc and some Cab Sauv from there and a little bit of um, Sauvignon Blanc as well. Okay. I was going to guess that it was because there were red grapes that maybe they just like needed some time to lay down, but that doesn't sound like it's mm -hmm. the case. No, you know what? I think it's, it's, it was just miscommunication and. Okay. Uh, you know, just trying to find your right fit. Right. And that it's, I don't, I honestly don't really know 
what happened. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but things it's happen. Fine. It kind <laughs> of it kind of pushed me to find our current custom crush situation, which is dreamy. Oh, good. You know, so you were you started so, with one custom crush facility and then moved to another. Yes. Okay. Gotcha. So, I mean, for me, it was a big learning situation, and yeah. you know, now we're in a really good place. So, so I don't good. regret any part of it at all. Yeah, I bet um, it was a huge learning experience. You got to kind of yeah. muddle your way through first time around. <laughs> I know. Yeah, and it feels weird because you learn. I mean, I, I learned about all this stuff in school, mm-hmm. and then you're out in the world, and it's not at all like that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So you're like, oh, okay, so what do I do then? And when you were looking for a custom crush facility, what were some of the mm-hmm. things that really like you paid attention to like I, I've learned online that you want to make sure that they have like a clean facility and and you yeah. know, read through the contract and all that but was there anything in, yeah. in particular that you paid attention to yes absolutely number one I went around and tasted everybody's wine without telling them that I was looking for a custom crush facility Ooh, sneaky. Just to see if I... <laughs> <laughs> actually I just went in as a customer like let me taste mm-hmm. their wine yeah. like do I enjoy their wine yeah do I like the wine style you know are all the wines balanced are they you know is, That's the, really is smart. the facility clean and you know stuff like that and then when I reached out to people I mean you have to ask a lot of questions because we're such a small run mm-hmm. I mean we we don't have that many grapes <laughs> really mm-hmm. yeah like we usually do three to five ton a year which mm-hmm. some places which that includes all of our grapes some places mm-hmm. won't even let you be a custom crush or come to their custom crush without like three ton per varietal yeah. Oh, yeah. And we don't have that. So mm-hmm. if you're wanting us to have three ton of Sauvignon Blanc, like we don't have that. Right. Yeah. yeah. So we had to kind of say up front, like, listen, we're super small boutique and we don't have, you know, these huge amounts of grapes, but mm-hmm. we're looking for this super quality, you know, our grapes, we believe in them 1000% and we want you to get the best out of them. I don't want it. I don't want to be like a side project that's yeah. not with a bunch of heart put into it, you know? Yeah. And was that like a restriction for you? Mm-hmm. Like, did you come across a lot of custom crush facilities that turned you down because you were so small? Yes. Tons of custom crush facilities turned us down. Also tons of custom crush facilities. Well, I, I understand why too, mm-hmm. because a lot of times they'll have to um, ferment our wine separately in tanks. They can't use the huge machinery because mm-hmm. we yeah. don't fill it. Yeah. So they have to do tank fermentation and do, you know, CO2 floats on top and stuff like that, which is more work for them. Mm-hmm. And it's more accidents can happen more, you know, it's, yeah. it's harder. I mean, it's just, it's just another way of doing it, but some people just are like, we don't want to do that at all. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we yeah. want to do everything in, the, in like a big press and a big, mm-hmm. you know, fermenting tank that's covered and safe and, you know. Mm-hmm. So to find people who actually cared and were willing to do it is hard. And, of course, we were looking for them. We were about to pick within like three weeks. So I had to just run around <laughs> and do yeah. all this, call a thousand people. I'm like, send me what your contract looks like because uh, my first time out, I didn't sign a contract. It was like a handshake. 
Oh, okay. wow. And, and that I regret. Yeah. And, you know, it's friends and, you know, all mm-hmm. that stuff, but it's still business. Right. So I would never enter into anything without a contract any, yeah, ever again. Advice. So I had, I'm like, send me your contracts right away yeah. and let me see if it'll work for you and us, you know, we wanted to work out for them too. Right. Yeah. I mean, those are the things that I looked for, you know, do you like mm-hmm. their wine? Um, do they have a clean facility? Are they willing to work with a small producer? Um, and do they believe, you know, in what you're doing? That's awesome. Some places, you know, only make natural wine. Some places mm-hmm. like to add a bunch of stuff. You know, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't want our wine to be, um, all the way natural, but I also don't like to add anything, you know, mm-hmm. Yeah. other right. than yeast or, you know, I don't want to add sugar. I don't want to add, you know, yeah. I just want it to be super clean and reflect what the grapes are because we believe in our grapes Yeah. so much, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't Those think are we... the things you have to look for. Okay. That's really good advice. Um, I don't think <laughs> we um, mentioned this at the beginning, but you are based out of the El Dorado County AVA. Is that right? Yes. Awesome. We're El Dorado County AVA, which uh, is also Sierra Foothills. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's the greater region and... than the El Dorado subregion, right? Gotcha. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yeah. yes, exactly. And you so we work... grow our grapes in El Dorado, and then our current custom crush is in Placerville. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so and that's, you, that's it. Yeah, and um, you do custom crush because you guys are, are solely a vineyard and you focus on that. Is that correct? Yes. So we awesome. are vineyard. We are trying to actually make a small production slash storage facility oh. because, I mean, that's the tricky thing. It's within our um, what we can do having a micro winery. Mm-hmm. We can make a small uh, production facility. But because we also don't want to go into a huge amount of debt, we do everything as we go. Mm -hmm. So, you know, we like try not to borrow any money. So (laughs) like buying all of those huge Mm -hmm. presses and winemaking equipment, that's going to take us a while to get. Eventually, we'll probably have to take out a loan, Mm -hmm. but we will still have to hire a winemaker. So for Mm -hmm. us, the custom crush thing is perfect because we don't have to buy any equipment. Yeah. I think we, we buy we buy barrels and stuff. Like I think I own two stainless barrels and a bunch of kegs for excess mm-hmm. wine and then some neutral oak barrels. Like we buy stuff like that, but we don't have to buy presses or a mm-hmm. bottling line yeah. or yeah, all that stuff. Those stuff. are huge yeah. expenses. Right. Uh, extent, mm-hmm. You know, for people starting out, those are huge expenses. Yeah. Right. So we we kind of just decided we're really happy. Yeah, having other people make our wine for now, as long as we're happy with the outcome, which we are 1000%. Mm-hmm. Awesome. And then we can slowly kind of build our business because ours is a 10 year plan. Yeah. So awesome. And, and we're three years in. So we're good. Like we're super happy with where we are. That's amazing. And did you do any kind of marketing before you started selling your wine? Um, well, I'm a hairdresser. <laughs> I'm a uh, I'm a traveling hairdresser, so, so cool. I work uh, in San Francisco, Los Angeles, New York, Miami, mm-hmm. and I just fly around and do everybody's hair, and I talk my face off. That's so, so good. When 
<laughs> when I'm doing these things, I'm telling everyone. So I'm basically forcing all my clients to buy my wine when it comes out. <laughs> and then I also do wine tasting for people, for our friends. And, you know, I have a friend who owns a wine bar in San Francisco called Robert Barron. Oh, yeah. And I would, I would pull wines off of her tasting list and just be like, we're going to do French whites. And I would just take a group of people through all the different whites that were on her tasting menu and, you know, just talk about the regions, the different regions in France that they're from and what they're known for and what kind of vineyard practices these particular whites, you know, just to kind yeah. of keep my skills up. Yeah. But also just to talk to people about wine. And I do that kind of whenever I can. So, yeah. you know, my family's house, um, I think the last one I did was, a few months ago, and we did uh, Spanish whites. And so I pulled 12 oh, Spanish yeah. whites, take mm -hmm. notes on them, and then I just do a tasting. So doing all that kind of stuff, even though it's not our wine, it's just talking about wine and being comfortable in front of people, mm -hmm. I right. feel like helps me with the marketing of my wine. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah. our wine is this varietal, and you know, yeah, here are I... the tasting notes for that. Yeah, at the yeah. same time you can and keep just... sharp on the varietal notes and um how the terroir <laughs> affects yeah. yes absolutely makes a difference. how how you know you're tasting a sauvignon blanc from marlborough versus the loire valley versus mm -hmm. el dorado county versus the ones that are in our family's front yard mm -hmm. you know exactly I think it also portrays to your potential customers that you know what you're talking about and, and you mm -hmm. know, like if they don't necessarily have a great knowledge of wines, then they can look to somebody like you and say, mm -hmm. you know, she obviously knows what she's talking about. Like, let's go <laughs> buy some wine yeah. from her. On a And you know what you're talking about on a wider scope than just the only the things that you make. Yeah. Which is, which is always right. nice to know. Yeah. Well, I think... That, that's the really fun part about wine. I feel like I will never be an expert, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like, it is so huge. Mm -hmm. The wine world is, I mean, only those guys that are master psalms are the masters, you know? Because <laughs> yeah. it's so complex and complicated. You learn something every single time. You know, you can taste, the, you know, the same um, wine different years, and they all taste different. You know, right. yeah. yeah, and you're like, whoa, like you'll <laughs> yeah. never literally have the same wine twice. And I love that. And I think that's what, you know, why people invest so much money in wines, because, you know, it's that, yeah. that rarity that they want to hold on to. Yeah. So, yeah. And it's a special moment. Like you enjoy a bottle of wine with a friend or over dinner with a meal. And it's, a, it's a moment every time. Like it's a special moment. Yeah, mm -hmm. it totally is. And, and that's what I love. I love talking to people and drinking wine and seeing what they think of it. Yeah. And it's always different than what I think of it. <laughs> and then you talk about that for a while. It's it's just fun and it's interesting. I think it's so interesting. That's so cool. So, I love what you're doing. I'm, that, I'm such a big fan <laughs> of yours. <laughs> I yeah. totally am. We're jealous. Well, we are jealous. <laughs> <laughs> You guys will be here soon. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's um, it's definitely good practice doing that stuff. But, I mean, the marketing stuff that I do is just talking. And awesome. I am, you know, 
so small that I haven't had to branch out that much. I do have an Instagram and, you know, now I'm going to have to do more because I have a bunch of wine to sell. Mm -hmm. I think I'm going to start doing some Instagram lives and doing live tasting with people and seeing if I can maybe do some Zoom tastings. Mm -hmm. If Like if I I have, I think, 22 people in my wine club. (laughs) See if they want to get on Zoom and we can... You know, when they get their order, I'll be like, let me know when you get it and let's do a tasting together. That would be so much fun. So, I love that, that idea. Yeah, I feel like we're in a really kind of weird moment right now because people are drinking a lot. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yes. They're drinking a lot, but oh, yeah. they can't go out and drink a lot. They're drinking mm-hmm. a lot at home, so you have to kind of figure that out. So right. I've been taking a lot of, um, like, watching what other wineries are doing and doing their classes because they'll have, you know, like we're going to do three Tempranillos. And so you taste all three years and, you know, mm-hmm. but they're, you're on video with them and you can ask them questions. And, that's awesome. and so I feel like that's, that's just what you have to do now. But oh, people yeah. want to drink. So it's a great time on mm-hmm. that yeah. one side. It definitely it's just is. me because I'm so small. I don't have the normal face to face with people. That is my, that's my lucky charm. Yeah. So and we were just talking to James's parents and there was a winery in the Plasterville area who was sending out um, like almost, it looked like splits, but they were. It might have even been smaller. Yeah, it might have been smaller yeah. than that, but um, they had planned a barrel tasting mm-hmm. for, um, I right. don't know if it was for club members or if it was like a paid event that they were doing, yeah, um, sure. but it obviously had to be canceled. Mm-hmm. So they had sent out like small little bottles from the barrels mm-hmm. and let their guests still have that experience from their home, which I thought was amazing. Yeah. Come on. That's genius, right? Right. Mm-hmm. People still want to be included. Yes, absolutely. And it's, I mean, you just have to get creative. Mm-hmm. I'm just keeping my eyes wide open to see everything so that I can do it too. <laughs> yes, I know. I think even if things go back to more or less normal. Um, in the yeah. future, that'll still be a good way to reach out to people, and you know, if they want to come to an event, but you know, they live out of county, out of state, yeah, and they for can't sure. come to everything. I'm sure there are plenty of people who'd still want to be involved in one way or another. Yeah, I think so too. But then I also think setting all this stuff right now, setting this stuff up right now, is such a good idea because I mean, I would love to have people who buy my wine that live out of state almost everybody yes. who buys it mm-hmm. lives in california with maybe the exception of like two or three mm-hmm. but i mean ideally i would like people to be all across the united states and this would be great to just get this rolling you're right. like i'm just gonna do this every month you know yeah, yeah. that's exactly what or something like i think it's a great idea really yeah. Yeah. it's so cool and james and i have been going back and forth on this idea of like you know, should we start a winery right now when things are so crazy? But really, I feel like it's presented us with so many opportunities. Mm-hmm. And agreed. Just, yeah. yeah, like I. Feel I mean, like... there's always a reason not to do it. Yeah. You know, if you want to look at it like that. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And there's That's always, you know, it's like you you can just do it. Yeah. And that's you know, what we I landed think on. go for it. Mm-hmm. Was why why wait? If we keep waiting, who knows when we'll ever get started. Yeah. So we might as well yeah, push forward it is, while we've got the time. I, I agree. I mean, 
it's like just start and yeah. then you're mm-hmm. doing it. And if it, I mean, my start was so slow. It took me two, <laughs> two years really before I had a bottle of wine in my hand. Mm-hmm. That's you know what we're looking at too. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's that's it. So it's like you just start and then you can figure everything out as you go. Yeah. And, you know, it's like just a few things, you know, once you get your your business started, you know, and you get your bank account and you get just all the licensing that you need with the, you know, local, state and federal and all that stuff. And then you're ready for your wine, yeah. you know? And that all that stuff takes a while. Like yes. websites, packaging, it takes forever. Yeah, it totally does. So it's like just start. You can start slow, and then you have all this time in the middle. Because, I mean, I don't know about you guys. I think you both work also. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, we're all working other jobs and doing this. Mm-hmm. And it, ta- it takes time. And it takes time to learn and yeah. to meet people mm-hmm. and to talk to people, yeah. you know. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's hi, it. Marianne at the ABC. This is Marcy again. She's like, hey, Mars, <laughs> what's up? They know you. That's how I want to be. I want to be on a first-name basis with the ABC. Yeah, I, I really am. I mean, not they tried not to make it that way, but I just <laughs> am like, I'm like, I – don't know why this is so hard for me to understand and they're like it's okay it's complicated i'm like i just don't want to i don't know get sued or something because i filled out something wrong right yeah but they're you know people are helpful but things take a while like you think you're gonna Mm -hmm. get it done in an afternoon it takes like two weeks you know yeah yeah we just started uh filling out the paperwork for our llc and um, oh good yeah so and i think we're gonna try to do custom crush this year um, we'll give we're, it a shot. Great. We're, yeah, we're going to try. <laughs> we'll see how it um, goes. How, much, how many grapes are you guys going to do? Uh, how many we're pounds? thinking probably between two and three tons, depending on wow, okay, how perfect. much money we have available. Yeah, by, yeah know, that's great. Late so July, that's, early August. That's great. Yeah, that's a good place to start. 120, 180 cases, somewhere in that range. Yeah. Which would be. Right. That sounds like I would a lot. say is perfect. Yeah. And then. What I always thought since, you know, if you guys are putting the bill yourself mm-hmm. and doing it slow like I did, it's not too much wine to drink. <laughs> <laughs> you know? That's what we kind of joked well, about. I pretty much screwed everything up. We're going to have to drink it all. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it is. That's a lot of wine. I'm joking. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I always look at it in terms of, Okay, how big of a mistake could this be if I can't figure it all out? Mm-hmm. Yeah. People have thousands of cases, you know? Right. And I feel like then you yeah. would really be in trouble. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the intimidating part of all of this is just, what if it turns out just absolute shit? <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, well, we and there's a lot diligence. of chances for that, yeah. you know? Yeah. It's like you're at the mercy of the earth and the heavens pretty much, yes. you know? Yeah. Trying to... <laughs> You know, the yeah. frost. It's, you it's know, late frost, early rain, early freeze, like bugs. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's so many things that could go wrong all the way through the whole process. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's like things, that's a real fear. Things yeah. really could go all the way down to the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
And when you were, I mean, when you were talking to us earlier, um, you were saying that uh, we should do our LLC and then a bank account. And then yes. was was the bank account? Yeah. Was that to like um, get our licenses more easily? What was that bank account for? The bank account is just that you have a business and you have a bank account. Mm-hmm. People ask for your bank account. If you have a bank account, I'm okay. not sure why, but I mean, right away, it's a good idea anyway, because to get your licensing and stuff, you have to write checks out of that bank account. Okay. okay. And they gotcha. ask you if you're getting your licensing with ABC, if you have a bank account. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, that's, you have to do those two things right away, okay. you know, file that's with the secretary of state. So those are, I, I think the top three things. Okay. okay. Get your LLC, bank account, secretary of state. And then, you know, from there, there's all the, the other small stuff, you know, like a seller's permit. And then wherever you're going to be selling from, you have to get a, a business license from those places. Like I'm located in El Dorado County. Mm-hmm. My business is uh, run out of my home, but I mm-hmm. hire a warehouse storage unit. Okay. Um, and they store all my wine for me. So they they pick it up from the wineries after it's been custom crushed for me and bottled and labeled. I okay. call the wine warehouse and they go pick it up. So my wine lives somewhere else because it's illegal to have it at your house. Right. <laughs> and, um, and then when people order it, I call the warehouse guy and say, hey, I need to, I need to pick up some wine and ship it off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so that's kind of how it works. But I run the business out of my home and mm-hmm. they, the ABC comes and inspects it. And they're like, you can't do tastings here. You can't store it here. You can't. I'm like, it's all clear. And then I have the <laughs> designated area where they have access to if they ever feel like something's off, they can come into my house and go straight to the designated spot. You have okay. to draw a map, show them exactly where you keep all your paperwork. Wow. And oh my that's gosh. How it goes. So they can just like come so, into your house at any moment then. They could whenever they want. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. It's a little intimidating. <laughs> yeah. I know. So I mean, ideally I would like to have it because I have a license with the ABC to be a wholesaler. So mm-hmm. that means that I buy my wine from the custom crush places as mm-hmm. a wholesaler. So it could be any wine, but I just happen to be buying my wine. That's the, that's how it works. Okay. And I have an online sales license, but yeah. I don't have a retail sales license. So that limits where I can do tastings and all of that stuff because I don't have a retail space. Okay. But eventually when we have a production facility slash micro winery on the property where the grapes are, we will have more kind of better licensing because then we can warehouse our own wine there. We can right. make our yeah. wine there if we want and it'll just be cleaner, but... The way we had to do it this way is just because everything takes forever, <laughs> you know? Yes. I mean, we had to clear some stuff through the building department. We had to get the planning department to give us a special use permit, which took, I think, a year and a half for them to, okay, I had to go in front of the ag board Wow. and the planning department and tell them what we were doing and why and how much impact it would have mm-hmm. on the property and the neighbors and the county and the, you know, 
So these are all things that I've been working on for three to four years. Wow. So That's good I was know. like, in order for us to get rolling, I'm going to have to just open it, mm-hmm. use my mm-hmm. house as an office, store it at the warehouse, buy it from a custom crush. Yeah. And so it's, it's many, many layers Definitely. of stuff to know, and you just learn them as you go. I think that's why it's, there's not really like a, a how-to, start a vineyard. Yeah, because there's so I many know. different variables. <laughs> yeah, there's so many different variables, definitely. I've read a bunch of those books, too, like um, The Dummy's Guide to Opening a Winery. Oh. And a lot of those people are, I mean, they're talking about opening huge production facilities. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they're like, you're going to need basically like a million dollars and... <laughs> You know, they want you to start out with all of this equipment and this huge space and from planting the vineyard and where to get the grapes. And yeah. we're mm-hmm. starting at different spots than that, you right. know? Yeah. yeah, exactly. You don't have to have all that stuff. You can start really small if you want to. Mm-hmm. And you can come in part way. Like, we already have the grapes because we've been selling them for 30 years. So right. we have established vineyards. So Which we just need the production storage side of it. And yeah. then the sales, which, thank goodness, for the Internet. But, <laughs> right. You know, it's like it's different now. You can you can frame it however you want. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of different options for us. Yeah. yeah. What are you going to say, James? I was going to say I saw Kentucky just passed a bill that will open them up for direct-to-consumer shipping of for um, alcohol producers. Oh, so oh so we can ship wine to Kentucky now? That's what I saw. I didn't read the whole article. Oh. I just read a little Sweet. bit. And they made a big shift. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah, I think because of the situation yeah. we're in, they've loosened things up. Right, that's great. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I don't ship to anybody outside of California. I rely on shipping companies to do that. They hold all the permits for shipping out of state. Okay. So, I mean, you just pay them a little bit more and they they already have the permits and they know who to ship to and I think the person who built my website just went through the list and you know if you put in an address that's like for a state that doesn't allow shipping it Mm -hmm. comes up you get a thing that says we can't ship to you gotcha but it's I mean that's like a whole nother side (laughs) yeah right and I've heard from a bunch of people that shipping on your own is just horrendous and confusing and another layer oh yeah oh that's like the cat's food sorry (laughs) i really wanted to do it on my own and i looked into a lot of different ways to do it also and i was so upset that it's so expensive to ship wine and i was like how do these people provide free shipping i'm like yeah i mean i think my wine last year was like 25 24 25 dollars a bottle Mm -hmm. and it was 20 six bottles to ship it in some places, like oh a bottle of wine. I was like, why? It's yeah. more than the wine. Yeah. <laughs> but what I kind of came to grips with was it just is what it is. All mm-hmm. the small producers I know, you just have to pay that. You just add it to the price and encourage people to buy more than one bottle. Like yeah. shipping gets better. Mm-hmm. If you buy six bottles, please just buy more. And then it's better because then it's like $34 to ship six bottles instead of you know 20 something to ship one mm-hmm. yeah. right i mean and people people sales. just know the game mm-hmm. i was really upset about it but most 
people are like, yeah, that's how it goes. <laughs> so my, um, my friend that does my website was like, you know, what you could do is just charge more for your wine and build it in. That's build it into the shipping price, right. you know, mm-hmm. so you can charge less for shipping. So people have the perceived idea that it's less. I'm like, well, that seems super shady too. I think we yeah. should just call it like it is. Yeah. Like this is, I'm not charging you. I'm not making any money off the shipping. This right. is just what it is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, a something... lot of people, he's like, that's what a lot of the big guys do. They just yeah. up their price of their wine and then the shipping looks cheaper. Yeah. 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 And that's something that we've been struggling with too, because we want to keep the cost of our wines relatively low, you know, at least affordable. Yeah. So, in the, yeah. In a similar price range tiers, we're thinking, I mean, depending on how much it costs to make, obviously. Mm-hmm. In the yeah, twenty yeah. to twenty-five dollar range, um, just because yeah. we don't want to price ourselves out of what people think is reasonable, especially as we're getting started. Reasonable for, value, uh, yeah, right. For kind of an unproven, you know, wine brand, you know, why? Yeah, yeah. Why would people come in and pay forty-five dollars or thirty dollars for a bottle from someone yeah. they've never really heard of before? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's hard too, trying to find the pricing, the right mm-hmm. the sweet spot. Yeah. You want them to, to see that it's 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 like something that they value. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. it's the price is high enough that it's not like some garbage wine. Like, exactly. oh, that's probably pretty mm-hmm. good, you know. <laughs> well, I don't know. Barefoot's then... only eight dollars in a scale. Yeah, but then so that it's something special for them too. Yeah, right. you know exactly. Yeah, yeah, it's right. tricky. I struggle with the pricing mm-hmm. too. Yeah, but I just ask literally a thousand people. Yeah, and I, <laughs> you know, when I have my wine, I give it to all my friends who are in the wine industry. I'm like, drink it. Tell me what you think. What do you think I should price it at? And then I kind of just take a consensus. There mm-hmm. you go. That's actually a really good idea. <laughs> ask friends. Yeah. How, how much is this worth? Well, there is a business model I like. So, um, Rucksack Sellers up in Camino, they do yeah, one price. Yeah, I love price. Rucksack. Yeah, they do one <laughs> price for all their wines, and I, I do like that idea as well. Because um, it's just, I think, $24 for whatever variety it is. Mm-hmm. And it's just built in. They know their costs. They know what it'll, obviously, what it'll sell for will be $24. Yeah. And they don't want people... Yeah. To, you know, coming in, tasting, and be like, oh, well, this one's 32, and this one's 26, and this one's 22. Right. Which one do I like more per dollar? You know, they just want to make it easy on people. And I like that as well. Yeah. Something yeah. I've been thinking about. You know what? Um, I like that, too. Somebody gave me some advice one time uh, being a hairdresser. Mm-hmm. Um, they always said, never put your head in somebody else's wallet. <laughs> You just charge what you think is the is the fair price and what you need to make it be great, and then mm-hmm. they decide. They know mm-hmm. coming in, mm-hmm. you know, when they see your price or whatever, whether they're going to do it or not. Right. But you can't. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be people that you're too cheap for or you're too expensive for, you know. But you can't ever figure that out. You just have to be what you are. Don't put your head mm-hmm. in their wallet. Just 
do your thing and you'll get your people. I love yeah. that. That's really good advice. Too. <laughs> yeah. It was that's great. Really great advice. That's amazing. I always, you know, I'm like, I'm sorry. It's just, uh, and I'm like, no, you can't ever do that. Just be like, this is what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Take your leave And you it. can, they, they can decide whether it's worth it for them or not. Yeah. yeah. I love that. That's great that's advice. Fun. You're full of great advice. I'm so glad yeah. we got to talk <laughs> to you. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> no, it's freaked out about prices i wish i could just give it all away and we could just all hang out and drink it all the time <laughs> right but it I mean, is a business and it right. is my family business like my parents i would like to pay them for the grapes that they give us yeah to absolutely. make the wine you know yeah. like it, everything has to go around we pay my nieces and nephews to work and like i want to start paying them with from the wine that sells mm-hmm. yeah. I wanna pay my parents for the grapes i want to you know i want to i want this thing to move forward so yeah. you have to make money that's mm-hmm. right <laughs> that is downside. Yeah. Yeah. That's I think that's, that's the, the one part. thing that I'm going to struggle with the most is that, you know, I'm I feel like I'm a giving person <laughs> and I always mm-hmm. want to like give yeah. things away and like make pe- people smile and you know make them feel good and I so I love that. Yeah. So I think the hardest part for me is going to be like not being like here's a bottle of wine like taste yeah, our wine it have it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Everybody. I you can do a fair amount of that, though, because, I mean, for me, I do give a lot of it away because I don't have um, a tasting room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was actually thinking about next year maybe bottling some of those small splits yeah. as, like, a tasting thing for people because That's such a just good idea. to give away because I end up giving away a lot of wine mm-hmm. just so Ooh. that they can taste it because I think the hardest thing is to get the wine in people's mouths. If right. you don't have an outlet. Yeah. yeah. So. And not just tell them that it's I a mean, good bottle of wine, but show them that it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they get to taste it and they're like, oh, wow, this is good. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. So I do end up giving a lot of it away. Mm-hmm. It makes sense to me because I have to get it in people's mouths. Exactly. You yeah. know? Yeah. In that sense, you're not necessarily so. giving it away, but marketing. Mm-hmm. So. You it's know, marketing. So, yeah. Exactly. So and that makes perfect I mean, sense. It's just, I can't figure out another way, really. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Without so the tasting room or you being can able to brag it off. Yeah. Yeah. If you and... guys think of something, please let me know. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. I do like the split idea. Yeah. I think that's then a I great won't idea. Because then I won't give it away as much. Mm-hmm. I'll have to ask my custom crush. They'll probably be like, those are a bummer to bottle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. And yeah. the, the to... price for glass also. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. That'll that'll probably increase It'll be probably per the volume of wine be more expensive for the glass yeah absolutely yeah. the glass is separate and then mm-hmm. i don't know you what about the bottling line you'd have to adjust the entire bottling line yeah you know right. uh-huh. and then put a separate label on yeah maybe you could just i don't know yeah it takes a little bit of thought but it's yeah, in definitely. my it is in my brain yeah i also want to get cork with pictures on them yes that's in my brain too yeah. <laughs> yeah. i don't have to get the capsules because uh-huh. i think that would be really nice just like a clean bottle with the label and a, a printed cork yeah, yeah. i love I that know. we our friends from <laughs> osli sellers that's exactly what they do they have a, a label and then a cork that has a, a printed o on the top of it and mm-hmm. it looks amazing yeah. yeah 
Yeah, I think that that's going to be something that happens maybe next year if I can work that out. Yeah, and then, I don't know, maybe it'll save some money on, on foil. That's what we were thinking. Yeah. Um, well, so. I also, you know, I worry about, you know, just waste and yeah things mm-hmm. that are not necessary for the environment. Mm-hmm. And Definitely. I'm like, I would like to be a business that thinks about stuff like that yeah. and maybe doesn't waste a bunch of stuff, you know? I love that. Yeah, that's perfect. So like those capsules, you know, they don't really hold the cork in or anything anymore, right? Or do they? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. No. That's what their original purpose was. But yeah, I think they are more aesthetic. Yeah. Definitely. So I'm like, if we can get rid of that, I feel like that would be a good way to move more towards the green side. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yeah. And then going back to, um, you know, giving people wine uh, for tasting and doing that as a marketing plan. Um, One of the Mm -hmm. best advice that we've gotten from Ann Wofford of Wofford Acre Vineyards is to never give Mm -hmm. your wine away. And so that's been, (laughs) that's been a struggle for me actually, but um, yeah, don't give it away. Yeah. So she was saying that, yeah, I've heard that too. Yeah. She was saying that she would go to local wineries and bring a bottle of her wine to share with them um, in the hopes that she could make a connection with them. And then, you know, it's all about getting that wine in their mouths, as you said, and, and mm-hmm. showing them yeah. that it's a good bottle of wine that they can refer their customers to. So yeah. making connection with sister right. wineries mm-hmm. and doing that. What Anne was going for with the don't give it away is um, just willy-nilly. Right. Because you never know who it's going to get passed on to. You want to have a more direct control of who ends up. Right, so open it with them and yeah. enjoy it with them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but don't yeah. just hand them a bottle. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thank you, James. <laughs> I know. I still do it, though. Yeah. I'm like, oh. No, I'm, sure I'm sure once you have the finished product, it's hard not to want to share excited, it. Yeah. Like, get excited and want to share yeah, it with everybody. Because yeah. even just I feel like if I had a, I a tasting room or something, it would be different because then people could just mm-hmm. come in and taste it. Right. But I feel because I have my my only real outlet is online sales, mm-hmm. I feel like I have to do that kind of. Right. Yeah. It makes sense to, since there's, like you said, there's not a physical place for them to come and try the wine. Yeah. To try and get it to yeah. them somehow. Yeah. I mean, that's a, that's a tough hurdle it's to get It's a tough over. call. It is, mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. I mean, I'll figure it out. I, I mean, I'm definitely going to be doing way more tastings in wine bars and you know sometimes wine bars uh i think what they have to do is they buy the wine from me and then Mm -hmm. i'm there hosting an event but i can't they people can come in and taste the wine so you have a big party and everybody comes and it's great yeah and then they can buy it uh from the bar okay but not from me personally so they the wine bar will buy it wholesale Mm-hmm. Um, or, you know, the wine store or wherever I am, they buy it wholesale and then I just come in and talk and then people can buy it from there. Oh, okay. that's perfect. So, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's one way. So I would definitely like to do way more of that this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. And get and then, better at it because it's so nerve-wracking in the yeah. beginning. Yeah. Just oh, like yeah. shaking, nervous. Well, because you know, it's wine. You're present, yeah, you're presenting your own product to other people. And I think that that's nerve wracking, Mm -hmm. nerve wracking in itself, you know, like people judging you for a product that you've made and hoping that they're going to like it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's, um, I think the first one I 
I think I did an okay job. And then in other ways, I think I totally failed. Like I didn't talk to everybody in the room. I kind of stayed too long in my comfort zone. You know, I should have just been like, how's it going to like the people in the corner? And, yeah, you know, right. It's really hard. Um, we talked about that with Anne also, actually, yeah. how, you know, like yeah. taking care of multiple groups in an area and, you know, like tending to their needs and also like not excluding anybody. It's, it's mm-hmm. insanely yeah. difficult. <laughs> and, yeah. And how much answering all the questions. Yeah. You know, I think it's really confusing to people that I grow the grapes and then I have somebody else make my wine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, are you the winemaker? I'm like, I'm not the winemaker, but I am in charge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, right. I, I asked them to make our wine in a certain style. Right. And we grow the grapes, and we are in charge of picking them to be a certain style of wine. So right. we pick them at the right bricks and the right mm-hmm. pH, and, you know. So I'm in charge, but I didn't make it. Right, but, yeah. You know, so people get, <laughs> I think those are the things, they're like, what? I don't get it. Are you the winemaker? Are you the owner? Do you just own this big thing you know i'm like no (laughs) we're really small and i'm not the winemaker Mm -hmm. but i am in charge so if there's a problem come to me yeah or if you're in love with it come to me (laughs) right whether you love it or you hate it i am you love it or you hate it yes the buck stops here yeah (laughs) but that's awesome yeah i think i think it's um it's confusing so people get confused by that Mm -hmm. um a lot of people want to know if you step on it. They all want to talk about the I Love Lucy episode. <laughs> They're like, do you crush him with your feet? I'm like, we yeah. don't. Is your toe jam in this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, many, many people have asked me that. That's awesome. I'm like, okay. <laughs> no. Yeah, it's that romanticized winemaking experience of yeah, connecting with your grapes. Yeah, relaxed lifestyle yeah. and all of a sudden you have wine. I know. Yeah. I know. That's and what I we're out here really trying to do. It's really relaxing. Discreet. Yeah. You know? It's a hustle, man. Oh, yeah. It's not a joke. <laughs> That's what we're it's... out here trying to, to teach people. A bit of a... Yeah. 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 It's, I mean, every season of the year, especially yeah. in the vineyard. Like right now, yep. we're thinning, you know, suckering and thinning. Yeah. You know, before that, we're doing all the, um, mulch piles and cutting all the dead wood from around the vineyard and doing burn piles and mm-hmm. before that we're pruning before that is harvest yeah. and all yeah. summer long i mean you're working pretty hard every day yeah. and then when you have wine you're hustling that so yeah. so it's it... cool because a lot of people you hang out with are drunk a lot <laughs> <laughs> so the conversations are pretty lively I love that. you know that's amazing and um yeah last time we talked to you we had talked about a wine bar that like a Uh, kind of cooperative tasting room yes yeah let's do it let's do it i'm in i'm all the way in i would absolutely love that yeah just like have a big party basically (laughs) when i talked to um the pla- when I went in to get my business license for the city of Placerville, mm-hmm. um, the guy was like, why don't you just go downtown and get one of those small spots? There's a bunch of little spots open. 
And yeah. I was like, well, I only have 40 cases of wine. Like, yeah. I can't have a small spot right. yet. Yeah. And that's, yeah, it's cost and prohibitive like, for get a some small friends wine. together mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. have a co-op. Yeah. And I was like, I would love that if any of my friends were small enough like me <laughs> to do that. Pick us. <laughs> but yeah. I, yeah, 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 yeah. But I think that that's the thing. And then, you know, just have, like, other cool local stuff, like, somebody makes amazing little soap or I don't know. There's like so many cool, amazing things in where we live that people are are so artistic. They're artistic. They're they're gifted in in what they do. Yeah. I love it. So we run out of wine, you know, if there's two or three of us, Mm -hmm. I would think Mm -hmm. that we wouldn't run out of wine, but if we (laughs) run out of wine, then it can be like a little tiny general store or something. That Mm -hmm. would be super cute. But I love that. But yeah, I feel like, that is what the direction that I'm going to have to go mm-hmm. for a wine club. Unless I'm just wildly successful with my online business. We can hope. I feel like, yeah. I feel like you will be, you're such a go-getter, like yeah. <laughs> you're such a hard worker, you hustle. So mm-hmm. I have no <laughs> doubt that you will be wildly successful. I, I feel like there's not a choice. Like I'm in, yeah. you know, yeah. you right. guys sound like that too. <laughs> yeah. we're like we're, we're in I think, yeah yeah i mean i'm, I think I'm committed the, yeah and for the two of us it's the same it this is what we want to do mm-hmm. and we kind of yeah. keep putting a little more not really pressure but a little more speed on the process as we go we just want to yeah. get started and make i mean however it's going to happen we want to make it work yeah and that's just really our yeah and i mean like like we already said earlier, there's a bunch of people that did it. Like yeah. we can do it too. Yeah, Maybe exactly. we're not going to yeah. be on a huge scale, and you know, become like gazillionaires from it. But we're yeah. going to have a really cool life. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We're going to mm-hmm. have fun doing it. That's for darn sure. I don't drink think... wine, hanging out, laughing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm in. <laughs> that sounds amazing. Dance, do you have any more questions? I do have one. Oh. One question. Oh, more vineyard yes, yes, related ask, ask. because it's on top of my mind up, up here with work. Um, what, or I guess, how often do you guys spray for things like powdery mildew and mites or, um, you know, an insect? Okay, so um, we do spray sulfur. Okay. And okay. it's, I mean, I think we already started spraying. Mm-hmm. I think we might be on our second loop already. Okay. We spray every 10 to 14 days. Okay. Okay. That's about what we are up here. It depends. Yeah. Um, so for the sites that I help manage, our organic sites, we're on a 7 to day, seven to 10 day window. And we yeah. are doing uh, mostly sulfur-based spray. We do mix in some boron because yeah. our soils are light on boron up here. Um, and then our conventional right. sites, we do... It's mostly sulfur. We're mixing in some other conventional methods of controlling mites and powdery right. mildew. Um, we don't really have a problem with mites here, but we do okay. have powdery mildew, especially on the super tight bunches like uh, mm-hmm. Petit Syrah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, that makes sense. And Yeah, and I mean those, yeah, I think it's definitely closer to probably 10 days, but my, my dad mm-hmm. and my sister just kind of, keep a really close eye on it yeah okay and then we also have you heard about people spraying salad oil what was it for um, 
for mildew yeah. salad oil i've yeah i've heard and we at least the management company i work for we tend to avoid stylet oil because it will kill beneficial insects as well um, yeah so at least that's why in in our sites we don't tend to spray it but it does work well for powdery mildew yeah we have a friend that uses it for powdery mildew and mm-hmm. it's still i mean it's you know it's it's not considered bad really you know yeah. i think it's actually mineral oil or something i don't know i think it's <laughs> but, similar to mineral I mean, oil yeah. we haven't done it how do you spell but so that seems to work pretty well s-t-y-l-e-t hmm. i haven't heard of that before yeah I'm not in the vineyards though, so yeah. But it's something that people <laughs> on their well, when we're to... out there okay. standing too, so we're we're all talking and looking and teaching my my daughters actually how to do more thinning along mm-hmm. with suckering. Okay. And we're talking about, you know, when you're looking at because now we have the small you know bundles coming out, and we're like, mm-hmm. look at where the sun is. If mm-hmm. the sun is hitting it, it's not going to get mildew. Yeah. yeah. So right. we need to make air go through this like that's why we're trying to open it up with thinning and you know we're looking and talking about all of that stuff all the time because we're so concerned about powdery mildew and Mm -hmm. get them getting enough sun leaving enough leaves on you know just all that kind of stuff yeah creating the talking about it yeah Yeah. creating the perfect canopy yes (laughs) (laughs) which is so funny because i thought powdery mildew was just prevalent in oregon because Mm -hmm. You know, it's Oregon. It rains a lot here. Yeah. <laughs> like, makes sense that powdery mildew would occur. Well, you've got but it the, really does. Yeah, you've got the plant respiration, so there's always some some moisture in the air mm-hmm. around the Humidity. plant. Humidity. And then it depends on you know your temperature ranges, how yeah. cool or how warm it gets, like overnight or during. Yeah, the day. and some years it's almost nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and other yeah. years it's like it happens right away. Casing it all year. Up here we've got. Uh, a site where the owners have affectionately called it their little mildew garden. And it's, <laughs> I'm so I don't sorry. think it's anything malicious. It's just because <laughs> of how how humid, and the summers can be fairly mild, so it, it can be a battle. Mm-hmm. I mean, last year we got rain at least one one day every other week, so it was just a constant battle to keep up with it. That yeah. sounds yeah. awful. Yeah. <laughs> this last year or the harvest in 2019 mm-hmm. was a heart attack because it, it was crazy because the electricity I don't know if you knew about it mm-hmm. but yeah they kept shutting did. the uh, electricity off and yes. so we were trying to do our crushes in between electricity being out oh, and That's so insane. you know some of our grapes we had picked and the electricity had gone out by the time we got to the vineyard you know yeah. <laughs> and so we're just like, well, wh- how long is it going to be out? And how yeah, long can the grapes days. sit here? I guess mm-hmm. they're going to be going through uh, carbonic maturation on their own. Yeah. <laughs> right. But <laughs> Yeah, my parents but were it was, saying that it was it like was, three or four days or something at a time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was awful. Yeah. And then also it started raining. So oh, we didn't no. have all of our grapes in and it was raining and the electricity's out. And it was just like... It's intense. <laughs> yeah. I can't even imagine. You're like, how is this going to, you just have no idea. And you yeah. spend so long massaging and hugging and holding and <laughs> singing to these grapes all year. Yeah. And then at the end, it's just some crazy, 
like, what is happening? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And you could lose it all. Yeah. yeah. Is this going to turn out okay? <laughs> yeah. So you could lose it all to mildew. You could, you know, it's not great if the grapes get bloated with water from right. rain. Yeah. yeah. So sad. And, and not every grape needs botrytis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, well, that's one of our good big concerns up here as well. Yeah. Botrytis. So yeah. Got... Do you guys do a lot of botrytis grapes where you work? Uh, no. We, we try to avoid no. it at all costs. So before yes, at, at Bloom, we put on a botrytiside. Um, at Cluster Closure, we put on a botrytiside. And then we, last year, because it was such a wet year, we put one on um, just dependent on the pre-harvest interval. We put one on yeah. uh, as late as we could so that we could kind of have our safety net before harvest. Right. Yeah, when do you guys harvest up there? Like, is it late October, or do you try to harvest earlier? So, for sparkling wines up here, we started September 1st, the last two years. Oh. And then... Oh, okay. Our Chardonnay... That's about where we are. Yeah. Our Chardonnay usually runs through the first two-ish weeks of September. Mm-hmm. And then we okay. get into the Pinot, um, and we're usually done by... Like, the first week of October? Yeah. There might be some things hanging wow. on until the second week of October, but um, anything outside of Chardonnay and Pinot Noir, which is the vast majority of what's grown up here, there might be one right. thing in the third week of October, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So it's usually a month and a half or so for us up here. That sounds about right where we are. Mm-hmm. I was writing the dates down for the website, and I think we picked the we picked the Sauvignon Blanc, you know early mm-hmm. early september and then we picked the last bit of petite Rideau, uh october 10th oh, okay. okay i was under the impression that california generally has like a a later and longer harvest so that's interesting that it's about what it is well, it here. depends on the region i'm sure yeah i guess so because yeah when i worked for gala we started picking way down south in i think it was mid late end of august july july because i started with them in july so it might have been late it was late july we started bringing in fruit and then it was until about november for some of the concentrate grapes like uh, ruby reds which they use for a color concentrate Mm -hmm. those finished up like halloween wow yeah. Whoa, that's so late. That sounds like a nightmare to pick that long, though. I'm yeah. happy to have it <laughs> <Right>? be like <laughs> a month was, and a half. Yeah, that was yeah. an internship. Like, get it in. There's a reason why I'm not doing that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Don't do it. Don't yeah, do it. I learned my lesson. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you have any questions yes. for us before we, we wrap up the show? Um, no, but I'm super excited for you guys. I can't Thank wait to you. see. Let's keep in touch. I yes, can't wait absolutely. to see what you're going to do. Yeah. Um, I think you'll be the first one know. that we'll reach out to because you've just oh, gone yeah. through all the, yeah. the permitting and, and everything that we need. Oh, in, yeah. In Let California. me help you with that. You know what? It's a lot of um, nonsense, but yeah. <laughs> I feel like, you know, I can definitely help you and lead you in the right direction. Thank you. Um, we appreciate you so much. And Oh, yeah, no problem. I mean, I've made all the mistakes you could possibly make, so I can be, you know, 
like don't don't do that yeah, we, i already did we it we might find a new a few new ones yeah <laughs> oh <laughs> maybe or yeah mistakes that i didn't even know i could have made yeah, yeah. maybe you guys can find those yeah <laughs> we'll we let will you know if we do yeah i'm sure we yes will. next time we see each other though let's drink some wine yes Absolutely. let's <laughs> Marcy, thank you so much for being on our show. Yes, thank oh, it's been really... my pleasure. It's we so fun to talk about this stuff. It's it is. exciting. <laughs> awesome. It's well, so exciting. Hey, guys. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We were really excited to sit down with Marcy. So big mm-hmm. thank you to yes, Marcy. We had such a great time talking to you and learning about a completely different side of wine. Um, as we've mm-hmm. said so many times, there's just so many ways for everybody to start up their own wine label and start selling their their own wine so mm-hmm. it's always interesting to see see a completely do new perspective yeah and a different way to market things different way of getting the word out yeah we definitely take advantage of what you have at your disposal and make make something happen yeah we definitely had some ideas rolling this weekend <laughs> cats. <laughs> cats um Yep. And uh, so we've been working on a lot of projects, mm-hmm. including starting an Indiegogo, which is very similar uh, to a Kickstarter yep, or at least GoFundMe. looking at it. Yep. It's not so up and running yet. It's not up and running yet. It's definitely in the works, though. So mm-hmm. we will keep you guys updated on when that's up and going, so that you can go and support our podcast that way and support us uh, rolling into our first vintage. Yep. Yeah. I don't know what else there is to add. Let's uh, see. Yeah. And, oh, and we uh, just found a new app. Oh, Bottlebird. Yeah. You want to tell, tell them about no, that you, app? You've actually checked it out more than I have, so I'll let you <laughs> fill them in. Um, so I put up a link on our website for you guys to check out this new app called Bottlebird, or at least it's new to me. Um, yep. And basically what it is is you go on there, you can fill out what kind of tasting notes that you really like in wine and it'll mm-hmm. give you a list of what wines you might like and where you can purchase them so that's pretty cool yeah um i also reached out to their support team and was like hey how can we get small wineries on here like our mm-hmm. future winery yeah that would be nice <laughs> yeah you know people who aren't doing wholesale necessarily yeah. i think they Probably at first we'll want to keep it to bigger stuff, so yeah. it's easier for people to find those wines around. Right. But if they ever make it so that if it comes up, you can link direct to a website. If someone's like, yeah, I'll check that out. That would be great for small wineries. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really cool. So that is up on the website, so go to Voyage to First Vintage and check it out. Yeah. And Danielle took a bajillion photos this weekend, so I keep did. your eyes on the Voyage to First in first vintage instagram they're also posted on facebook and twitter, twitter. so yep. you can see them there too yep but i'm getting all artsy with my my canon yes I've... she made me drink a lot this morning <laughs> you didn't have to drink it well you didn't tell me that until i was like a bottle in <laughs> <laughs> he's sitting in there saying there's a only so much wine I can drink. And I was like, why don't you just pretend to drink it? Because you said you want it to be natural. <laughs> oh, my Lanta. Yeah. So, we're, yeah. yeah, we broke out the the Canon Rebel that we have. And I'm having fun getting back into photography a little bit. Yep. There were some 
some like moody photos and it's just because oregon has been very moody lately it's yeah. been cloudy and rainy in the middle well, of may such moody people over here always <laughs> in a mood that's right big moods hashtag big moods <laughs> <laughs> yep we also have been working on some other stuff um behind the scenes e that hopefully by our next update we can loop you all in on yeah it um, sounds like some things we want to keep the cards close to our chest until we get i don't know at least make it somewhat solid yeah um, but it sounds like james is um almost done crunching numbers on how much it'll cost us yeah for still a lot of money yeah but less than <laughs> i thought before which is good yeah and actually you kind of built out like a 10-year plan for us more or less at least financially yeah i mean a lot of things are going to change some things are going to be more some things are going to be less expensive well, right but at least we have an idea like a jumping off point yep. which is really helpful and useful and i'm so grateful for you yeah you're welcome thank you it was kind of fun <laughs> everyone knows that you love a good excel sheet yep <laughs> but it's yeah there's a lot of variables in it we probably can come in well under the numbers i put out awesome um at least for the big ticket items like vineyard install and stuff like that if we're right. doing a lot of the work but other things buying used equipment will help a lot too yeah yeah so next week uh we'll probably have an update episode for you guys because there's just yep. a lot of moving stuff right now. There's a lot going on. Yeah. So. Well, there's a ton going on. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what we can get done by middle end of next week, and we'll let you guys know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, between now and then, check out our website. Check out our Patreon. Yep. We'll get a sexy vineyard talk up this week on Patreon. Oh yeah. Members only. So if you want to listen to yeah. James's sexy vineyard talk, volume it's a long one, one, it what? It's a long one. Yeah, it was really cool. So mm -hmm. James kind of walked through, like, sexily, sexily, <laughs> <laughs> like what a vineyard would go through, like what vineyard management would look like throughout the year, just in very broad strokes. Yeah. So if you want to give that a listen, you can sign up to be part of our fan club. Yep. on patreon so go ahead and go over to voyagetoversevintage.com in the top right corner of the page and also somewhere in the middle of the page it'll say become a patron or support this podcast and you can mm -hmm. click those links it'll take you over to our patreon page and you can sign up to donate you know uh, an array of different uh dollar values yeah. go big why not <laughs> if you got money we could use it <laughs> we so can humble. spend it for you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, check it out. See if it's something you want to do. Yeah, uh, I think the lowest amount that we have on there is two bucks. Two dollars. Two dollars a month. So if you can afford two dollars a month to support this podcast and keep us going, then go ahead and, and help us out. If not, that's fine too. Just yeah. keep listening, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're really excited to see that we had reached over a thousand downloads this month yeah so not, not not in this month period but all overall. time we passed it <laughs> this month yeah overall our all-time we might download get to rate. a thousand in a month that would be cool tell yeah. your friends about this podcast if yeah. you like it you we're like, desperate 
what we're not desperate (laughs) (laughs) we haven't reached that point yet but we we love listening to ourselves talk we think you love listening to ourselves talk someone does (laughs) someone has to we have to be filling some niche out there yeah if you like wine if you want to learn about wine if you want your friends to learn about wine and you know support a small business a small entrepreneurship yeah then go ahead and tell somebody about it yep and hopefully things will get more exciting um in our podcast going forward i think things are are ramping up yep we're making big moves feels like we're starting to gain a critical mass where something's gonna happen soon that's right something big get Uh, ready everybody i mean a lot of it is predicated on us actually doing the things but i think we've got ourselves positioned where we can start doing some things and um yeah we'll keep you updated maybe a few days behind things actually happening happening mm-hmm. um just so we don't give away too much before we actually do anything but um yeah just keep your ears peeled tune in there'll be hopefully some big stuff coming your way in the next week or two that's right and we will see you then bye